I'm Richard Verberg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 169, for the weekend starting 3 March 2017. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, the best of MWC 2017. Also this week, MTN's results, CellC's restructuring, and shared data plans from Telcom and CellC. They look pretty cool. Time to put some spit on those pop filters. Sus! Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rachel? How's it, Duncan? Good, good, good. Um, so let's get started with our quiz. Do you want to kick it off? Yes. First question in this week's quiz. Which mobile group this week reported its first loss in more than 20 years? Starting with an easy one this week. Second question. The world's largest music streaming service has surpassed 50 million paying subscribers. Who are they? And the third question. Sony this week announced a new flagship device that will go on sale in autumn. What is this new flagship called? And we're going to be talking about it in the show, so keep an eye out for that. Fourth, quest, fourth question, Rob Shooter is taking over as MTN's CEO soon. In fact, it's next week, I think. But the group also has a new chief financial officer. Who is that? And the last question, which company announced this week that it will acquire 15% of Celsius? That's our quiz. As always, we'll get to the answers to the to those questions at the end of the show. But uh, we're going to get into our news now. And uh, Richard, lots of uh, lots of new phones, lots of new lots toys. Lots of mobile goodies coming. Yes, announced at Mobile World Congress. As always, um, the one missing this year, of course, was the the Samsung mm-hmm. S8. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samsung, of course, um, announcing in the middle of the keynotes uh, from all its competitors that they will be announcing their phone in late March. I think it's March twenty nine. And they had to steal the show somehow. They did. Yeah. Uh, so the S8 is coming uh, late March. We'll have the details, but also uh, leaking uh, in the last few days, uh, probably from Samsung themselves, a picture of the of the S8. And I must say, it looks it looks quite nice. It uh, it's quite similar to the S7, but uh, dropping as we expected the home button mm, mm. and um, looking looking like a nice device. Uh, but we'll have to find out exactly what the details are later this month. I'm sure it's hiding some interesting tech underneath that uh, front bezel. Absolutely, but. The, the, the phone that probably got talked about more than any other phone uh, at Mobile World Congress, funnily enough, <laughs> was not a smartphone. It was the um, re-ha- re- I was say rehashed, re- <laughs> re-launched, re- reinvigorated, revamped uh, Nokia 3310 from HMD, which is the company that is now manufacturing phones under the Nokia name. It's not, it's not the old Nokia as we know it. Uh, it's a company called H- HMD that's, mm. that's manufacturing them under license from Nokia. Um, but uh, the 3310, we spoke about it in quite some detail on last week's show, but we didn't know what it was going to look like. Uh, we've seen pictures now, we've seen the videos and the demos, and I quite like it. I, I like it, mm. I agree. I mean, it's a nice, slick version of it. They didn't go too far from the that kind of design we all fell in love with, and it just shows you the power of some nostalgia and tech. Indeed. Um, and uh, the, the updated version of Snake looks really cool, I must say. Mm, yeah, that, I mean, it could be <laughs> worth it just getting it for old-school gaming. Mm. A lot of commentators pointed out, and I agree with them, that uh, the, the phone should have had a, um, you know, ideally would have had WhatsApp or a similar messaging service integrated into it. I think WhatsApp probably would have been ideal, especially for markets yeah, like South Africa. Yeah. Um, and maybe they were missing a trick in, uh, in this being a pure feature phone in that there's no... Um, there's there no, no way to the smart app or to the apps. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I was secretly hoping that they would inst- introduce an operating system that was uh, more akin to the Android that we know today, mm. um, but with some reworked versions of you know apps for smart devices. I mm. guess they didn't see the market big enough for that yet. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and I suppose the 3310 is really a marketing tool for them to get people to notice HMD and mm-hmm. the fact that Nokia's back. It perhaps more so than um, you know them actually wanting to sell millions of these phones. Exactly. Um, but it's a nice looking phone. They've done a good job with it. It's true to its 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 um, origins, mm. um, but it's uh, you know it, it looks like a thoroughly modern feature phone. It does. It does. And I think they did a good job with not not trying to introduce the latest and greatest device and using this as the like you said the kind of the intro into the market. Mm. Um, and it will definitely be the phone that I get uh, as a, a secondary phone you can take on. Uh, you know, the old hike or the old camping trip mm. or even to go cycle with. I mean, it's yeah. got a camera. It's not a high-res camera, but it'll, uh, you know, it'll capture the right images at the right time. I mean, mm. um, it's, yeah, I'm, I'll definitely add one to my arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to playing with one. Um, but uh, certainly you can't use it as your primary phone unless you deliberately do not want to be bothered with email and... Uh, Might be a good way to get off the grid. <laughs> yeah, indeed. You don't want to get so what, WhatsApp messages every five seconds yeah. and maybe that's an alternative. And <laughs> one suggestion was that maybe executives would use this phone uh, as a holiday phone. Mm. Um, so when you go on holiday, leave, leave the smartphone behind um, and, you, uh, and, and you take this with you so you get disturbed much less yeah, yeah. than you otherwise might have. Um, but it looks nice. It looks nice, I must say. Um, but maybe it does say something about the state of the smartphone market uh, if a feature phone is the one that got the most attention. Yeah, I mean, that's an, another good point. Uh, have we seen everything we think we need to see? Mm. I mean, we're all anticipating the, the this wave of AR and VR technology that's going to be hitting our phones. Uh, maybe this is just a calm before the storm, you know? Maybe. Um, I, I thought the, the the latest wave of, of smartphones announced at MWC this year were a bit. Um, I mean, they they were nice, but they they there's nothing revolutionary there at all. Yeah. Um, it was really, uh, you know, they were all trying to outdo each other on on specs. Mm, mm. Um, you know, the Sony Xperia XZ Premium, for example, very nice looking phone, and the phone that won Best of Show it from the GSMA, which organizes the Mobile World Congress. Um, and uh, you know it, it looks lovely. It's got a 4K camera. It does. Um, it, it, it'll be very good at slow mo because it can shoot yeah. at 960 frames a second, which is oh, unbelievable. That's going to be fantastic to, uh, to experiment with. Yeah, it'll, it's going to be amazing. I think that what the iPhone does it, but only at 240, I think. Yeah, it's a quite a low resolution mm. um, at 60 odd frames a second, I think, or at okay. least the one that I've got the 6s. I think it can do 240 uh, if you if you shoot at a lower res. Isn't that the iPhone 7 that can? iPhone do 7, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, so this one will do 960. I, 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 I'm not sure that'll shoot at 960 at 4K. I'd have to check. No, it'll probably be 1080. Probably 1080p or, or 720, even 720p. But um, the phone can shoot at 4K, and it has a 4K display. Um, the they ha- Sony did a pre- did previously do a 4K um, uh, a phone. I think it was the Z5 Premium, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't re- it wasn't 4K all the time. It, for most the most part, it was defaulting to 1080p, and then it would upscale to wouldn't upscale, but it would enable 4K. I'm not quite sure how it worked, but but the default display to use the end user when you're just using it to browse the web or or check your email was um, 1080p, mm-hmm. uh, and then if you fired up a 4K video, it would change to 4K. I'm not quite sure how it did that. Um, but uh, it, it did that because it needed to save battery. If this yeah, is if yeah. this is four K natively, then uh, one w- wonders what the battery is going to do. Because the biggest disappointment I thought in the specs of the XZ Premium is that it only has a twenty nine hundred milliamp hour battery. Yeah, that's not a lot. I mean, again, rather give us a slightly thicker phone. Mm. With a better battery life. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, do you think you'll upgrade to this? I mean, you were a fan of the previous Xperia range. Yeah, I like the uh, Sony. I've recently gone back to my uh, Z5, um, and it's, it's a lovely phone. I really like what Sony does with the software. Um, 
they're a bit slow in pushing out the Android updates, but uh, the Xperia software is nice. There's a bit of bloatware and some apps you don't want in or need in there, but um, generally speaking, it's a solid phone. It's a bit boring. I don't think Sony's ever been ter- terribly exciting yeah, in the design yeah. front, uh, but you'd recognize a Sony lying on a table quite easily. It's a solid device, and I've mm. seen a good few of them out in the wild, so they're obviously mm. popular among uh, most many consumers. They're very popular in South Africa, yeah, and um, their cameras are, are, are a big selling point, really and their cameras yeah. are fantastic. Uh, and certainly they're going, that's what they've been pushing with the uh, exit part from the screen, the, uh, the, the, the camera technology and the new, I think they call it motion eye, mm. Uh, mm. the slow-mo capability. It's actually a smaller, um, uh, uh, the pixel density is, the, the size of the images is smaller uh, on the new one. Um, 19 megapixel, I think, compared to 23 megapixel sensors that they've been using uh, in uh, most of their high-end devices for the, over the last two years or so. Sure. Yeah, look, over 12 megapixel, really, it doesn't I mean, matter. over 8, it, mm-hmm. you, the size of your the glass and your sen- sensor is really what uh, is affecting your, your, your image quality. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be too worried about a low resolution on these phones. No, no, I mean, 19 megapixels is more <laughs> than enough uh, megapixels. <laughs> I remember the days of shooting on a stiffy on the old Sony Mavicas. I don't know if you remember those brands. Uh, that brand of Sony, Sony uh, digital camera. Yeah, 640 by 480. Good old days of digital photography. Yeah. So that's the Sony Xperia's XZ Premium. It's um, probably going to come in with a premium price tag as well. I'm guessing around $1,000, um, which uh, the current exchange rate is probably going to come in around 18,000 Rand. <laughs> One for the contract then. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, some other phones, Huawei P10. Did you have a chance to look at that one? Yeah, it looks interesting. I really like what the brand is doing. Their devices, although they do seem to look like the other high-end smartphones, um, slick and they they seem to be solidly built. Mm. Uh, I look forward to getting one in my hands and, and really trying them out. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's a nice phone. It's inc- once again incremental, but Huawei doing th- good things, building solid devices that mm. um, I think they've they have transformed themselves from being um, seen as a cheap perhaps a little unreliable brand to being a premium brand in the market i mean look we're all using huawei routers these days too i mean the brand really has some uh they get in uh, into your tech life and i think the quality speaks for themselves for sure for sure um nokia of course announcing some android phones they didn't particularly excite me i must say Uh, nothing uh, nothing really to write home about there um I uh, look forward to seeing the Nokia, I think it's the Nokia 6. Yeah, the uh, Nokia 6. That they introduced in China, that's their flagship. Um, that will be coming to our market soon, hopefully. Um, we'll have a review up on that if it does. And uh, the LG G6, uh, that seemed to impress a lot of people. I think it yeah. impressed a lot of people just simply because it wasn't the LG G5. <laughs> <laughs> Yearning for something better. Um, the G5 was a disappointment. Um, it was that modular phone, if you recall. Um, uh, I guess similar to what Motorola's done with the Moto Z and mm. Moto Z Force. Mm. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's a nice-looking phone. It's It looks competent. My problem with LG has always been the software, their version of Android. It looks a bit amateurish. Yeah. And um, I think that, uh, um, you know, from what I saw in the very briefly in the demos, it was it still looked like LG software. Mm. Um, I think they need to do some work in that regard. Um, I think certainly Huawei's done a lot of work in improving the, the UI yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in, in their implementation of Android. But I think everyone's still chasing, in, in Android world anyway, everyone's still chasing Sony because I think they do the best Android UI. Yeah, but it does look, it's a beautiful, mm. on that screen and on those devices, it's mm. a beautiful operating system. Yeah. Anything else at Mobile World this year that's that's stood out for you? No, I kind of thought the the new BlackBerry was an interesting looking phone in line with uh, what the company has been doing. Uh, well, with their old devices at least, you know, the big screen with the keyboard. Mm. But um, 
I don't think it's going to go too far, to be honest with you. Yeah, and this is this is the first one of the first they're producing uh, through their partners, right? It's not yes, their own yeah. phone. Yeah, it's just the BlackBerry names. So it's a bit like Nokia and HMD. Exactly, a surprising amount of those kind of brands uh, at this year's Mobile World Congress. Mm. Uh, Old brands that we used to love, but now developed by another company. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't travel to Mobile World Congress, to be honest with you. I yeah. think we got the gist of it uh, we did. remotely. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I mean, the other big area of focus this year was, uh, I mean, beyond talking about gadgets and handsets, the, it seems the talk of the show this year was 5G. Yeah, yeah even more, even better internet speeds mm. coming. Yeah, gigabit uh, level wireless broadband but um, it's not it's not going to be here for many years to come and sure, uh, there's a lot sure. of political and regulatory issues that have to be sorted out before especially in this country <laughs> before <laughs> yeah. uh, before we can even think about using 5g um so i i, I would i would imagine that um we're really only going to have 5g handsets in consumers hands towards the early part of the next decade mm. um still a long way to run Something a 4g to look forward to with our fiber back all these days <laughs> indeed anyway lots uh uh, lots of 4G LTE to look forward to, I think, still for years to come as that standard continues to get developed. Um, yeah, so that was the show. That was Barcelona for another year. Um, uh, we, of course, are looking much looking forward to the, so the Samsung announcement later this oh, month. Very much, very much. Um, and, then, uh, and then I guess we're going into a bit of a drought in terms of announcements before uh, Apple's big keynotes. For the big summer announcement. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what what is the next one? It's a developers worldwide developers conference, right? WWDC. Uh, yeah. And what do they typically announce at WWDC? Refresh of laptops or uh, I think it's the iPad range. Is it iPad portables? Maybe the laptops okay. too. Yeah. I don't know if they. Uh, I don't know if uh, we'll see anything in the Mac Pro side of things this year. Probably not. Oh, Mac Pro, of course. Mac yes, Pro, that needs a yeah. refresh. I was, I was thinking MacBook Pro. Uh, yeah, that Mac Pro is really getting long in the tooth. Um, I th I, yeah, I think there's been. A, I've been reading a couple of articles on of Apple fanboys uh, clamoring for a return to the, um, the, the the old design, you know, the big metal yes, case. Yes, yes. Not these little, this little cylindrical um, goodie. That, exactly. Uh, so you can actually upgrade some of the components. So you can actually upgrade it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. We all would, uh, I would love to see that. Yeah, that Mac Pro is expensive, isn't it? It is, and it was a bit of a white elephant after a month mm. or two. It was. Yeah, sure. Especially being non-upgradable. Ouch. Um, expensive paperweight uh, by now. Um, and then uh, Google, of course, Google I.O. So uh, around the June time frame. Mm. Um, That's uh, always always, always a, an event that I look forward to. Yeah. Um, the new Android announcement. Interesting uh, tech coming yeah. out of that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, later in the year, I think it's around September, we get the iPhone. We'll have the yeah. iPhone X or iPhone 10 or iPhone 8 or whatever it gets called. Yeah, uh, probably um, iPhone 8. Um, those are the two phones I'm really looking forward to this year, seeing as the S8 and the iPhone, the next iPhone. And the iPhone, yeah. yeah. Good year ahead. Anyway, let's come back to South Africa and um, MTN, which is the biggest uh, telecommunications operator in Africa. And not in South Africa, they're second here to Vodacom, but uh, they're the biggest on the continent. Mm. Uh, they announced their uh, full year results for the year ending 31 December 2016. And it's the first time in over 20 years that they've reported a loss uh, the company saying that this has been the toughest uh, year they've ever had, um, and it really is a perfect storm of, of things that's hit them. Um, you know, the biggest, of course, was the problem up in Nigeria, the Nigerian fine, but they've also got hit by um, the very weak Naira. The, the we think our economy is in, in, in a poor state. Uh, the Nigerian economy is far worse. 
Uh, and those are just two of the things. I mean, there's a range of issues that hit them. And I think it it probably uh, is good in, in a way in that um, I think it's forced them to refocus and reevaluate their business. Um, I think they'd probably become quite complacent over the years. Uh, they built a very big, very profitable business with fat profit margins. Um, the market is changing. Um, I think that they they caught a, they got a wake up call. Mm. Um, they, uh, you know, I think they um, they came to realize that you know they 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 had problems with their govern their corporate governance. Um, they they didn't necessarily have the right skills in the right places, including the board of directors. Um, they perhaps had they had the wrong structure in place. And they've made a lot of changes in the last 18 months under Putuma and Tlerko, um, who has been their most successful CEO. He was previously their CEO, I think from around 2000, 2005 to around 2012 or 2010, somewhere around there, if I recall correctly. Um, and he led, that, led them through that real acquisitive growth stage where they, where they bought a number of um, Pan-African and Middle Eastern businesses and really expanded into the 22 markets that they're operating in today. Um, I don't think he ever really intended or wanted to come back uh, as acting CEO, which is what he's been doing for the last 18 months. Um, but he's been leading a wholesale change in that organization. Corporate governance has had a massive overhaul. Um, they've brought in a huge number of new executives. A lot of executives have, have, have retired or resigned. Um, there's a new chief financial officer, um, Ralph Mupita, ex-Old Mutual. Um, there is a new CEO starting on the 13th of March in the form of Rob Shooter, uh, who is a former chief CFO for Vodacom Group and also um, head of, uh, was, a, was a top executive at Vodafone in Europe, um, also a former CEO of Nedbank Retail. So he comes with both telecoms and financial services uh, background, highly rated. So he's starting as CEO in just um, just over a week from now. Um, so he was. Uh, this was the last set of results that was presented by um, by the by the old management team under under Petuma. Uh and they brought in a whole range of new uh, people. You know, new chief um, acquisitions and strategy officer in the form of Stephen van Koller, who they hired from ABSA or Barclays Africa Group. Um, I forget all the names, but they've um, they've hired a new guy to head up the enterprise business uh, uh, from BT. Um, they've got a new chief uh, financial, uh, not chief financial officer, chief operating officer, uh, who they've brought in from uh, Vodafone. He's the former CEO of Vodafone in Germany. Um, so they've hired some some heavy hitters, uh, and uh, so you know the share price, despite them reporting this loss and the worst year they've ever had, the share price after the results went up ten percent. And a lot of the analysts I'm t- I've spoken to said. Uh, have said that uh, this could be the, um, you know, we could they could have hit the bottom now, and that uh, you know, with the new management team coming in, with Rob Shooter coming in, he's going to bring in more changes. Uh, the whole business is changing away from voice. Um, it's the first time I've heard them talking so um, openly about the fact that their voice business is going away, uh, that their future. You don't hear that often from telecoms companies. You don't actually embrace that. Vodacom is doing it as well now, um, but you're right; it's a new thing. Um, you know, especially when these companies still do make, you know, at least half of their revenues from voice. Mm. But they're now talking about the voice business going away um, and being replaced primarily by data and digital services. Yeah. 
uh, and they see digital services as their big growth area. Um, and they've invested in some interesting businesses. They're, uh, they're invested in a company called Snap, S-N-A-P-P, which is an, uh, an Iranian company, which is the uh, Iranian equivalent of Uber. They own 85% of the market there, uh, growing very quickly, um, doing 100,000 r- rides a day. Um, oh, yeah, uh, uh, the Iranian market. You know, they're in a lot of uh, interesting places. Um, Iran, the sanctions have just been lifted, of course. Um, Donald Trump is making new noises about uh, you know Iran and and clamping mm. down on them again. Mm. So there's some risk there. But uh, for the moment, they've been able to get their cash out of there. Um, they they um, have recently taken six and a half billion rand out of the Iranian operation, which I think helped push up the share price. Uh, uh, at, the, at the announcements yesterday, at the announcement of the results yesterday, um, but they, they, they're investing in interesting new areas, doing interesting things. I was chatting to uh, to the CEO of of, of MTN Nigeria, which is their their biggest operation, and they're doing some interesting stuff as well in the prepaid electricity market. They're selling these solar powered mm. uh, electric, electricity units into the market, which apparently are proving hugely popular. So they're doing some interesting stuff, um, but. They've still got huge challenges. I mean, Nigeria is their biggest market, and that that economy is in serious trouble. Um, and no sign it's turning around anytime soon, especially with the oil price remaining quite low, relatively speaking. Um, Iran, you know, it's improved, but it's they're not out of the woods there yet. Mm. Um, many of the markets across Africa, including South Africa, are, are um, facing very tight economic conditions. Uh, so while there's there are lots of opportunities. Uh, there's also risk, and um, but you know if you're a if you're a risk averse investor, maybe it's time to buy some MTN shares. <laughs> well, they've got some good infrastructure. I don't think they're going to go anywhere anywhere quickly. No, no, you're going to have to do something. Yeah, um, it's still a growth industry, uh, despite the, all the challenges they've had mm. this year. And I think the fact that they've had such a shock to the system is probably good for them um, in the long term because it's it's allowed them, I think, to to consider their processes, their corporate governance, the way they do things what the market looks like, how they need to compete, how the market's changing, um, what they need to do in a, in a tight uh, operational environment. Um, I think it puts them in a, in a good position for, for future growth. Um, and I look forward to seeing, I know Rob Shooter, I've interviewed him on a couple of occasions. Um, uh, he's a very down-to-earth, uh, relaxed guy. Um, but, um, I, I, you know, he's a, uh, he's a serious player. Um, uh, you, you you have to be a serious player to to run Vodafone operations in Europe, I think. Um, and uh, you know, I think he's going to bring some interesting new um, views and perhaps even a new culture to MTN. Yeah, something that's definitely needed. So uh, we'll be watching that with a great deal of interest. Right now, we need to take an ad break. We'll be back right after this. Running a business keeps you on your toes. Wouldn't it be great if your internet connection could keep up? Introducing Business Class Fiber from Vox. It's super fast, reliable, and highly cost-effective. You get unlimited calls to all SA destinations, and it's scalable. So no matter the size of your business, you've still got room to grow. Get connected with Business Class Fiber from Vox and see what super fast internet really means. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Welcome back to the show. How's it, Rechard? How's it, Duncan? So talking about uh, mobile operators, uh, there's, there's quite a lot of action in the mobile market in South Africa just <laughs> in the last week, actually. Uh, Celsi, um, I think we spoke about it in last week's show as well. Um, big restructuring going on there and recapitalization mm. of that business. 
Celsi firming up the plans to buy 45% of the business for uh, 5.5 billion rand. Uh, just a couple of days later, and I think kind of as expected, Net One UEPS Technologies uh, acquiring or announcing plans to acquire 15% of Celsi for 2 billion rand. Um, Net One, of course, has been in the news over the last few days, uh, the last few weeks, uh, for its subsidiary Cash Paymaster Services, or CPS, uh, which is the company that has the tender uh, to pay welfare grant recipients in South Africa. Uh, it's not going too well there. We all know the the scandal around uh, the Department of so- uh, Social Development and the so- South African Social Development Agency and the fact that they've done absolutely nothing uh, about um, renewing or issuing a new tender um, or, or, or bringing it in-house. Uh, the payment of the 17 million social grants in South Africa, and now it looks like by default CPS is going to ca- carry on with that tender, even though the Constitutional Court found that the, that the tender was illegal. Oh. Um, so uh, a messy situation um, and I suppose the cynic in me is wonders now with the acquisition of Cell C whether those uh, 17 million social grant recipients are all suddenly going to have Cell C SIM cards <laughs> over to them at the <laughs> welfare pay points yeah. <laughs> look they're really yeah, they are wrapping some really interesting services around it so you have to you have to ask mm. so Celsius recapitalization moving ahead. All those deals have to be done by the middle of this year. That's the deadline they've set for themselves. Um, Telcom, which was potentially making a play, um, not clear if they were they were just muddying the waters or whether they were serious about making an offer. Uh, they, they they they've they've been forced into the sidelines. Um, I'm sure they'll come back if uh, uh, if something happens in the intervening period. But um, for now, it looks like this deal is going to go ahead, and that uh, the recapitalization oh. of uh, of Celsius. Um, is going to um, be led by this restructuring involving Blue Label and Net One UEPS technologies. Uh, so um, let's let's hope that the outcome of this is that it's going to mean a stronger Cell C able to compete more effectively with uh, MTN and Vodacom. Cell mm. um, C has always been seen until recently, I think, as the consumer champion in this market. It's taken on. Um, uh, the big guys with, with quite aggressive pricing. But it was disappointing, I think, earlier this year when they increased their prices across the board. Um, this is the the price champion suddenly coming out and saying, actually, guys, we need to push up our prices. This happening just a few weeks before they announced that, uh, that they defaulted on payments to some of their uh, lenders, um, which which makes you wonder just how precarious Celsius situation is prior mm. to this restructuring uh, with the blue label guys. Um, so, yeah, Celsius... Uh, sitting on north of 20 billion rand in debt uh, and uh, with this re- recapitalization they're saying they're going to get that down to below 6 billion still a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully it'll put them in a stronger position to invest in network compared to MTN and Vodacom which are investing 10 or more billion rand every year each in their networks and it's difficult to uh, to compete with that yeah. so we'll be watching that one with a great deal of interest uh, the last uh, story uh, I wanted to chat about this week and, and Rechard I know you've had a look at the, these um, these plans as well I think they're pretty cool they started on Sunday actually with Telcom announcing um, an extension really to those um, groundbreaking uh, uh, free me plans that were announced last year those data led plans huge amounts of data with a whole lot of voice and uh, free uh, SMS and and what and uh, social media and yeah, WhatsApp yeah. data great packages great packages very good aggressive the sort of thing you'd expect a smaller player to do to gain market share. Yeah, yeah. Now they announced new plans called Freemie Family, which is not only aimed at families but any groups really, groups of people, um, up to ten people, 
Uh, so it could be your family, it could be your small business, uh, it could be just be a bunch of mates who want to save some money on their cell phone bills. Um, so what happens is you get an allocation of data which you can then share between sims. You can control all of this, all of this through, a, I think it's through a, through a web portal, uh, and um, and you can allocate. So let's say you've you, you've got a wife and two kids. Uh, you can say give you, you then subscribe to say a fifty gig a month freemium bundle, which mm, I forget mm. the price. I think it's eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine. Uh, the details are on Tech Central, um, and uh, that gives you a, a pool of of uh, minutes that you can share between all of those sims, uh, and also a um, pool of data which you can then allocate. So your two kids, for example, could get yeah, five gigs yeah. each. Uh, and then your wife and, and yourself could say get 30 gigs or no, what would it work out to 20, 20 gigs each. Um, and, you know, let's say you've got a whole bunch of data left towards the end of the month. You simply reallocate it to one of the kids yeah. who's running low or um, it, it's, it's a great idea. It's great I mean, flexibility. It's, it's, there. Yeah. It's, it's something that I think been, been needing for a long time because I mean, you, you know, how it goes, you kind of probably kind of handle the, the tech stuff in the house. Um, when it comes time to look at the software contracts, it's all on different platforms, you know, mm-hmm. Finding out which data, which is the best method to top up data, and and how to manage the data is can be quite a nightmare if you have a number of devices. Indeed, uh, and, 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 and what en- and what ends up happening is that um, you know, say little Johnny's on 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 a Vodacom contract, and you're on an MTN contract, and little Johnny's almost out of data. You mm. you end up giving little Johnny a hundred rand so he can buy more data, while you're actually sitting on a huge amount of data on your which you phone, use, yeah. which which yeah. you're not going to use. So it makes much more sense if you're both on the same plan just to reallocate some of that data yeah. to little Johnny, yeah. exactly. and then he. You can use it, and you don't have to pay extra. Um, so you, 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 a lot of these operators, um, I think they call it breakage. Uh, they really rely on breakage for a lot of their um, for a lot of their profitability. They actually rely mm. on customers not using their data and yeah. it expiring. In, in this environment, it gives you a lot more control over that, and you can actually stop a lot of that breakage from happening by reallocating data to other people, either in your business or in your family. Exactly, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. I mean, data today is is such a commodity. Uh, as much as what connecting to the internet is, and you need to be able to share that. Uh, actually, especially if you have a lot of, especially with a lot of these packages coming out now with mm. up to 100 gigabytes of data, mm. um, similar to 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 sharing a music subscription service. You know, yes, pointless in having one just on your phone where you create playlists and only you mm. can listen to it. If you share it with your family, everybody can get uh, get in on. To, yes. to that kind of package, and I think that there's a lot more value behind it uh, yes. for these for these services. No, it's brilliant. They've been in. The, I mean, these sort of plans have been in, in on offer in the US for many years, and I'm surprised it's taken anyone in the South African market this long mm. to introduce them. But uh, Cell C announcing just a day after Telcom introduced <laughs> these, which makes me think they actually had Quick them. On the draw, yeah. Made me think they had them ready already, and they were just uh, waiting for a competitor to introduce them before they did anything about it. Um, but. Um, it's uh, you know the, I had a look at the Celsi plans. They're also quite aggressively priced, but they're not uh, they're not as good as the Telcom plans. Yeah, yeah. Well, Telcom certainly hit the nail with that one. Yeah, they did. Yes. Let's, let's hope it falters through to the other operating uh, service providers at least. Yes. Um, yeah, would love to. Would love to manage more data more effectively. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the Telcom one's really good. I mean, the fact that they also include free on-net phone calls, so. You could phone anyone in your small business or in your family for free. That's great. So effectively, it's free. It means free calls. Free calls within a family, and you'll Mm. use as much data as you can to probably. uh, Yes. And on those high-end packages, and they they also include minutes on the telecom packages, which the Celsius ones do not. Nice, nice. Um, So uh, off-network calls as well. So very aggressively priced, and really expanding that sort of free me. 
uh, offering further into the yeah, market. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Telcom's results. I think their year end is March, so uh, we've uh, it's only a, less than a month to go until their year end. So we should see their results by early May. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what impact this premium has actually had on their uh, subscriber numbers. I'm sure it'll be a very good impact. Uh, mm. A lot of people have been raving about it. Mm. It is. It's. 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 It's not. I don't think these packages are aimed at the mass. They're not aimed at the mass prepaid market, but mm. um, which I suppose is clever as well because you want the higher ARPU customers and the more contract type customers coming across from the other networks. Um, yeah. I know quite yeah. a few people who've ported to Freemi now, um, and uh, they've they've moved off networks that they've been with for a long time. I'm I'm one of them. I've ported to Freemi, and um, it's good value. It's uh, been so far. And reception, all that's good. It's fine. Uh, what they say is that you should uh, make sure that you have strong telecom. Uh, signal um, at your home and office uh, because um, you, you know the coverage is not as good as, as as the other networks and the last thing you want is to be roaming where you know because they have the roaming agreement with MTN yeah, yeah. and it's a 3G roaming agreement only so mm. you want to make sure you've got a decent 4G LTE coverage if you're on telecom um, but if you've got good coverage at where you live and where you work uh, then it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah um, that works. If you don't have good coverage, um, then uh, you 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 probably want to consider your options more. So that's it. Yeah, that's our news as well. Um, shall we get onto our regular features? Yes, indeed. So let's start with our loser because we were just talking about Sasa and 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 uh, all the rest of it. Um, I'm not going to dwell on this too long, but our loser this week is Butter Bled Lamini, the Minister of Social Development, for doing absolutely nothing uh, about um, renewing or um, finding an, or issuing a new tender or bringing the um, payment of social grants in-house. Uh, she's been utterly useless at uh, this um, a, 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 as a minister and um, basically sitting on her bum and doing nothing uh, and now uh, petitioning the court uh, to ask CPS just to continue with this deal, even though the court found years ago that the CPS deal was uh, unlawful. So, uh, you know, she really, uh, she should be fired. Um, but of course she won't be. Uh, Probably she's promoted. <laughs> <laughs> she's our loser this week. And well, in fact, um, uh, as a member of the ANC's wom- ANC Women's League, she's um, she is uh, firmly uh, behind and rooting for um, uh, a candidate for our, to be next president. So she's uh, one of the players there, and she's rooting for Kosozana Lamini Zuma to be the successor uh, ANC president uh, to Jacob Zuma. Uh, but uh, we, she's not the loser for that reason. She's loser this week for uh, uh, her uh, for uh, the, so the mess around uh, uh, the social uh, services contract. And our winner this week is uh, none other than Evan Spiegel. Uh, he's the uh, CEO of Snap Inc., uh, the owner of Snapchat, uh, which listed yesterday. Uh, and he is now a multi-billionaire. Uh, a wonderful thing that uh, <laughs> make case taking your public uh, your company public. I was very surprised at how well this company performed on its debut. Mm. I was actually not expecting this at all. Um, I, uh, I I was really expecting this company to crash and burn, to be honest. Um, uh, but I'm just looking at their share price now, day two. Uh, so on the first day, the, the share price soared 50%, giving them a market cap of $30 billion. And it is now up another 10% in New York wow. to $26.79, a new high. And the market cap at $31 billion. Um, I think it was the Financial Times this morning who wrote uh, that uh, um, this whole story uh, um, really smacks of the blind leading the blind. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got a bunch of fickle kids using an app who may move on to the next big thing next week. Yeah, um, yeah. An app that uh, anyone over 40 can't figure out how to use, that they actually had to include instructions in the, in the uh, <laughs> prospectus that they published so that investors could understand how the app works. 
Um, I don't know. It's, what's, what could be risky about it? It's worth three times as much as Twitter, by the way. That's incredible. Three Twitter's times. got actual value behind it. Actual value behind it. Um, um, well, I don't know about that. Value in terms of the information <laughs> you get from it. I think there's... True. Yeah. Yeah, the it's, business it's model is a bit broken. Actual on. meat behind the content. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, I maybe I'm just too old. Maybe I just don't understand what Snapchat is. Ah, oh, you crazy kids! Get off my lawn. Do you use Snapchat? Do no, I don't at no, all. No. Um, I, I installed it. I played with played with it for a bit. Um, I did as well. I couldn't figure it no, out. So not, I it's a, yeah, it's, 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 I hate to be one of the the demographic that's not a Snapchat. A Snap. A, I also call it Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> Snapscan. Snap I use Snapscan a lot. That's yeah, a no, that's what I use. That's my <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, there we go. I just touched another high. It's almost twenty-seven dollars a share now. Sure. Um, I don't get it. Uh, I honestly do not do not get this app. Um, and um, uh, clearly, I'm too old. Uh, but I, I, what I do worry is that this is a, uh, you know, that that demographic they they they're fickle. They can mm. move on to the next. It's not like Facebook. Facebook's got a much older demographic. People are locked in. They they've got a habit of logging into Facebook to see what people said that day. Yeah, you know, yeah. and these other platforms now have the same features and filters. And uh, exactly, Facebook is copying a lot. So of they're Snapchat. not as unique mm. anymore. So. so Instagram has copied a lot of Snapchat's mm. features. Um, very risky. Uh, they need to. They need to. Um, they need to to broaden their their focus. But I don't know. Maybe the appetite's just there because this is the first tech listing of the year in the US. Um, yeah, there goes the share price. It's just on twenty seven dollars now. Up ten, up over ten percent now. Amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. Anyway, Evan Evan Spiegel, who is the CEO, uh, is a very rich man. What's your pick this week? So I'm a Mac user and I'm an app user, and I love trying out new services and things. And I came across this really cool application called Set App. Um, and it's really, if I explain to you like this, you understand exactly what it is. But it's it's like the Netflix for apps for Mac apps. Um, and essentially what it does is for a monthly fee, you get access to, uh, I'm trying to see the number here, but there's a large number of high quality applications um, that you get part of your subscription. Now, this is not the kind of apps you get with a lot of these kind of free subscriptions or Humble Bundle or those kind of things. Okay. Um, I actually own some of these applications individually and I paid upwards of 90 odd dollars for some of them. So there are some really good high quality applications on here that actually fulfill some serious tasks. Yeah. Uh, iStat Menus is one I've spoken about on this uh, podcast before, one of my favorite apps. I think that cost me $30, uh, $25. Um, clean Junk, Clean My Mac, it's another app that I've uh, spent some money on a few years ago, and that was also another $20 or $30. Yeah. Um, but essentially, yeah, you sign up for the service. First month is free. You don't need to put in your credit card details. You can go in and check out all these applications. Yeah. Um, it's basically productivity stuff. There's uh, some compression software, um, some video ripping software to rip video from, from any source onto your computer. Um, there's some really good code editors, some backup uh, applications. And uh, it's well worth checking out. I'm still not sure if $10 a month. Yeah, uh, I mean it's 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 a little bit pricey, but getting access to some of these apps is very handy, and uh, I would certainly run it for a month or two. So when when, um, when once you get the app, you can keep it. Yeah, so you you keep the current version of the app that you installed or you ran at the time, and once you stop I the see. subscription, you can still use it. But okay. obviously, you won't uh, be updates. eligible for the updates. I see. Um, I'm not sure how they can gonna curb people buying, installing, and then stopping it for a year. <laughs> 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 that seems like a way to get around it. Yeah. Um, 
maybe maybe they bring in different price plans. You know, maybe one for developers, one for visual editors. Don't they? You, but you said they have a different set of apps every month, or no, no, it's the same set of apps, but they do add new apps. I just got oh, a notification five minutes ago that they do add. So new it's apps. always the same apps. You'll always have the same base apps, and there's obviously okay. some licensing agreement change. But if they do remove it, you'll re- retain use of that app. Uh, interesting model. Version. It is an interesting model. Like I said, some of these apps individually uh, cost a lot of money. Um, and if you, if you look at it like that and you were going to buy a $90 app, you can do this over nine months, have access to all these other apps, mm. and you'll break even. Um, and it is high-quality applications. And that, uh, Distros, Distros is another one that I spent, I think, also $90, $85 on. Oh. Um, it's a great application to recover um, lost partitions and manage your hard drive partitions or smart drives. Uh, uh, SSDs and that kind of thing. Um, so I can definitely, I mean, I, it was those applications that kind of piqued my interest when I looked at this. You know, mm. this wasn't just another set of free apps that you can buy for $2 each. Um, and so it's, it's kind of for smaller app developers. I mean, this, uh, you're just not going to get Microsoft Office or Do- the Adobe Suite through this thing. No, no. Yeah. But I mean, the applications on you are, are, are really good. And they do, especially in certain creative industries, you know, there's a, a clipboard manager, mm. um, which I've used daily as well. You can copy and keep various um, clipboard style items that you can then reuse in any application that you're using. So it's productivity right. apps that, that Mac users will will be familiar with. If you've installed kind of any Mac application over the last few years and you, and you know the quality of application that's available mm. out there, mm. they just did a repository of that and uh, okay. put a Netflix-style slant on it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll keep you updated as to how I'm using it. It's only been a few days now. I needed one specific app for it, which is why I signed up instead okay. of paying for the app outright. I thought how much was the app on its own? The app was $25. Oh, so, yeah. so, I mean, I'm still 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 saving money. Yeah. Um, I used that for what I needed to. I probably won't need that function again for a while. Yes. But, um, yeah, something was keeping Sounds like on. a good idea. We're going to check out. So, it's setapp.com. Setapp.com. Uh, well worth uh, checking out as Snapchat shares, snaps, sorry, not Snapchat, <laughs> Snap Inc. shares hit $27.14. Unbelievable. Up, 12, oh, up, up 11% now. Um, amazing. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> uh, we we need to list something, uh, Erechot. Let's list yeah. this podcast. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> TC 101. <laughs> we will list uh, Talk Central on the NASDAQ. <laughs> we'll issue the prospectus next week. All our, Everyone listening to the show, we expect you to uh, sign up for shares. <laughs> um, so my, my pick this week, and I'm continuing with this uh, theme that I've had for the last few weeks of, of security. Security and a bit of an overall mission. I am indeed. I'm securing everything down, locking it down tight, uh, investigating PGP security for email, everything. I'm, the I'm, question is, do you have that uh, sticky tape over your webcam? I don't yet. Okay, I well then, then all your other efforts are mute. Oh, I'm mute. Yeah, <laughs> someone's, watch, someone's watching me anyway. <laughs> um, so my my pick this week is um, an app called Bitdefender. Uh, it's uh, for Android. Um, it, it's a antivirus software. It's available for uh, for Mac and Windows as well, um, but it's specifically the Android version that I'm interested in. And I did a bit of I did a lot of research actually for security apps for Android. And uh, the consensus, from what I can tell from reading widely online, um, is that Bitdefender is the best at the moment uh, in terms of security software for Windows. They used to be solid on on, on desktop. I remember back when I was still building PCs, uh, they were one of the top uh, antivirus uh, applications. Okay. I I don't know them that well. I've certainly never used their software on Windows or, or Mac. Uh, so they've been around for ages, but they're a, Ro- a Romanian company. They, um, mm. they they come quite highly um, recommended by a lot of uh, um, websites and, and magazines that um, that in, that investigates um, antivirus software specifically. Mm. Mm. 
uh, you know, they're either number one or two in, in most lists that I looked at for Android. And um, it looks pretty cool. There's a two-week, there's a, there's a free basic version, but I, I installed the full version. Uh, there's a two-week um, trial, um, 14 days I think it is, uh, where you can test it out before you, before you subscribe. Uh, the subscription fee is reasonable. It's $15 a year. Oh, uh, sorry, okay. oh, sorry, $15, uh, is it a year or a month? I've forgotten now. Um, I'd have to check that. Yeah, please check that, uh, Rechot. Um, it's, um, I think it's a year, actually. Uh, it's, it's yeah, a I wouldn't imagine price, it would yeah. be per month. That's a little... um, yeah, it would be a bit pricey if it was per month. Um, and it's it's good software. It um, it it does a range of things. Um, it, it obviously... Um, uh, it's obviously a basic antivirus um, scanner. Uh, so if any virus comes onto your phone, it's likely to pick it up. And apparently they pick up 99.9% of all known malware. Um, but it does other things as well. For example, um, if your phone gets stolen, uh, it does clever things like um, it can SMS another number with a, um, a, 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 a PIN uh, that will allow you to check exactly on Google Maps where your phone is at any given moment. Oh, that's cool. Um, it will also, um, if, if, if someone takes the SIM out of your phone, um, which you'd expect uh, uh, someone to do uh, when they've stolen your phone. It'll take a, f- or if there's any attempt to tamper with your phone in any way that you specify, it'll take a photo um, without telling the person holding the phone that oh, the photo's been taken. Uh, of, the, of the person, yeah. And yeah. it'll send it to you. That's great. That's um, a nice So feature. you can see who's stolen your phone. Um, it also lets you uh, lock down your apps. Um, so it, it'll it'll give you advi- advice on all the apps. It'll tell you, for example, all the permissions that various apps on your phone have. And it'll tell you whether those permissions are in any way a security risk. Um, so um, I had, I think, uh, half a dozen or maybe even a dozen apps on my phone that it said are a moderate security risk. Um, I trust it, it, it. It just alerts them to say, if you don't trust the developer behind this you probably shouldn't give them these permissions Mm. i was happy with all of the developers behind those apps i was using Um, none of the apps i was using were considered a high risk but presumably there will be high risk apps and it'll flag those up if it's accessing things you know i think there are a lot of things like wallpaper apps and that sort of things which ask for access to your contacts which they don't need and probably shouldn't on a mobile device you're so quickly to tap just accept because you don't don't think that anything would be tied to your personal information Now, if I'm installing an app from a Microsoft or a Google or someone like that, I actually don't really have a problem hitting accept, yeah, yeah. accept, allow this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in fact, some of the Facebook um, requests I get on my Android phone, I've taken to saying no. Mm. And Facebook carries on working fine. Uh, <laughs> that's just an individual or a third party wanting access to yeah. some of that information. Um, but if it's an app I've, that I don't necessarily trust the publisher, it's, or it's a publisher I haven't heard of, a developer I haven't heard of, uh, then I'm am certainly not going to give them access to my contacts or yeah, uh, that yeah. sort of thing. If they need basic internet access, sure. But if uh, you know if they if they want the ability to make phone calls and all that sort of thing, and it's a you know it's a thing to change your wallpaper, mm. uh, actually no. Um, so it'll 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 alert you. To, it'll just give you a good insight into uh, uh, into what all of those apps do. The other thing it does is um, it'll allow you to um, set a pin code on uh, specific apps. Um, oh, that's cool. Which that's is nice cool. as well. So I set, uh, you know, I, I bank with FNB, my FNB app. When I fire it up now, I have to type in a PIN code before it, the app will even open. Mm. I still need to log in using my fingerprint uh, to to do my banking. Sure, sure. Uh, but the app itself won't even open 
now That's without nice. a without a pin code. It's probably a bit of overkill. On I my mean, part. if I was a parent, I'd use that on a kid's device to also just prevent oh, access to yes, exi- indeed to indeed. Pokemon Go, for example. A lot of people, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of parents give their phones to their kids. Oh, you want to play a game? Sure, here you go. Yeah. Um, but hey, you don't want the kid getting onto your browser or selling all your like shares that. and Snapscan. You yeah, know. exactly. Or Snapchat. Say <laughs> <laughs> Snapscan. Yeah. yeah. But or, then or could, reading, yeah, that's or reading your Facebook or anything. So yeah, you can just yeah. you can just lock down those apps. Great feature. Um, and it also, if I recall correctly, I stand to be corrected here. I'd have to go back and check. But I, I think it has parental control features as well that you can set on on your kid's phone. Uh, so um, you don't want them accessing that certain websites and that, that sort of thing. So oh, it's a cool app. I checked on that price. It is per year. It's per year. I thought so. Yeah. So it's it's called Bitdefender for Android. It's available in the Play Store. And um, after considerable research, um, so that you don't have to do it, <laughs> um, although I, admit, I recommend still that you do your own research, on, especially when it comes to security matters, but uh, it's a cool software, um, mm. Bitdefender mm. for Android. Uh, and uh, I'm still in the trial, uh, free trial period, but um, uh, even though I didn't find any viruses on my phone, I'm probably going to sign up for it. It's, it's yeah, prevention is the best cure there. And it's so cheap, $15 yeah, a year. Exactly. Yeah. I actually, on that uh, note of security, I installed... Uh, a vast on my Mac for the oh, first yeah. time in many years. I, did, I haven't I haven't run any kind of security software on my Mac for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried it, didn't find any files, but uh, software is very slick as well. So a vast is Avast good is software. I've heard good things about it. Actually, yeah. it, it was one of the. There was a report that came out just in the last week. I think that uh, there was a certain type of new malware. Uh, that that got past most antivirus programs. Mm, uh, yeah. I think there was an, I think there were two out of thirty or something that it didn't get past, and one of them was a vast. Oh, great stuff! Um, well, I'll be signing up to that again. So yeah, yeah. Um, so a bit defender for Android is my pick this week. Um, I'll probably try and find something non-security related since I've been doing <laughs> nothing but security for the last month. Uh, but I hope those picks have been all those picks over the last little while have been uh, useful. And apart from our quiz results, that's our show. Um, let's get back to that quiz though. I think it was quite an easy quiz this week, actually. Our first question, which mobile group this week reported its first loss in more than 20 years? That was, of course, MTN. The second question, the world's largest music streaming service has surpassed 50 million paying subscribers. Who are they? And the answer was Spotify. Spotify, which is still not available in South Africa. Yeah, unfortunately. And <laughs> it's such a great platform, such a great playlist features. And we don't have access to it. I know so many South Africans using it, though. But how do they get access? I've tried. I've tried all the workarounds. I just oh, really? had it to work. I presume they're not running VPNs on their phones all the time. No, I think you have to sign up. Um, I think the credit card gets blocked most of the uh, time, which is one of the issues. So you'd have to pay via PayPal or something if you Probably, can. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you just have to log in via that region, I think, once once yeah. in a while, and then you get access. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a pity. It's a yeah. great-looking service. Although $10 a month, I'm not sure it's worth it, given that the local music services are over 60 rand a month. True. Um, you're paying 130 140 bucks a month for uh, Spotify when you could uh, get uh, Google Play Music, Apple Music. The interface, I've, I've, I've started using a few more. I've been playing with a few other music subscription servers. And the and the, the interface and the way that you can manage your playlist is now becoming a big thing for me. And some of okay. them, like uh, iTunes or Apple Music, don't work as nicely okay. as some of the others would, for example. Okay. So Spotify is uh, quite strong in that area. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we digress. Our, uh, where was that? Number two. Okay. Question three this week. Sony this week announced a new flagship device that will go on sale in the autumn. Uh, the flagship is called the Xperia XZ Premium. And the fourth question. Rob Shooter is taking over as MTN CEO soon, but the group has a new CFO. Who is that? And the answer, Ralph Mupita. And our last question in our quiz this week, which company announced this week that will require 15% of sales C? And the answer is NetOne UEPS Technologies. 
And that's our show. Um, as always, if you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Info at techcentral.co.za. And thanks for listening. Our listenership figures are going up uh, spectacularly by the month. Uh, so we're uh, very happy. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we're thrilled to have you. Um, and uh, it's your show. So if you, uh, if you, if you uh, want us to do something different, let us know. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Our email address again, info at techcentral.co.za. Until next time, from Rechel and myself, cheers. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.